Welcome to the Beer in a Movie podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm Dave Gurney and I'm here with Carlos Cooper. And Joe Hilliard, and we've got a fourth person sitting yes, at the table. Yes, we do. This is exciting. I'm I, always excited when we have a guest. I met this young man at the very first, corp- uh, like, not the very first, but like the biggest beer share. That was what? 2000 and... When did we do that? 13, anyway, it was like, 13, uh, hey, yeah. me and my fiance had gone to a beer share, a bottle share at, at Jester King. You can hear about us talking about Jester King in the last episode. Uh-huh. In the episode where we talk about uncut gems, because we don't know what order these are coming out in, <laughs> um, and uh, we said, let's just do this thing. Let's 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 duplicate this. I don't know mm-hmm. much about it, but let's duplicate it. And so we planned a big Facebook event, and and uh, a big part of the Corpus Christi Texas beer community was born. And this guy walked in the door with some of the biggest beers I'd ever seen. <laughs> His name is Harold Ramos. He's become a friend of all of ours. Harold, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah you got to eat that microphone. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, here's what I, I learned about Carlos and all subsequent beer talk bottle shares. This dude loves to pull the beers out as quickly as he can. Did you say Carlos or Harold? Harold. That's what I said. Okay. Harold. No, I think you said Carlos. No, I said Harlos. <laughs> that's what I heard, too. That's my favorite joke. <laughs> Harold likes to bring out the big beers, and he brings them out quick. And I'm like, dude, slow down. We haven't even finished these others. He's like, you don't even understand my style. So. <laughs> but Carlos, how did you get into beer? Harold. <laughs> Fuck. How many beers have you had? Episode two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Episode five. Oh, my God. I'm not used to having a Harold in the room. Yeah. Harold, how did you get into beer? And you are one of the biggest beer traders that all three of us know not so much anymore i'm kind of out of the game mm-hmm. uh how did i get started in beer like trading and stuff no just what was your craft beer like journey mm, in a minute i would say start with my dad he would go to bj's pizza here locally oh in town. yeah yeah he would buy six packs of beer and i go hey, what is that what is that i tried out and that was all imports and then yeah. eventually like in the 90s there was a quick little resurgence of craft beer in, in texas it went away uh-huh. and it came back in a big way in the late 2000s yeah and uh, just started on beer advocate you know reading reviews yeah, and yeah trying yeah. to see what was happening and then i ran into glenn at liquid town sure and from there it just kind of started another yeah. big another big beer trader here in town mm-hmm. who, who's sort of retired from the game yeah he got into bourbon yeah, yeah it's kind of, it's kind <laughs> some of people graduate they yeah. just you know like they I'm, graduate I'm go- from yeah Beer to bourbon. Right. But you are my go-to, and David, Carlos, uh, but Harold also. Harold's your name, right? <laughs> you are my go-to yeah, guy. Like, hey, I'm headed to this city. Yeah. It doesn't even matter where it is. I could be going to Kalamazoo. Sure, sure. He'll know yeah. exactly which brewer I should check out. Yeah. You are a big beer brain. Well, a lot of it is is once you get into like the beer network of things, meet people, you find groups. Right. And you find you know individuals that have the same kind of wants and needs that you have and basically you become friends with them and you start to talk about beer and you be people all over the world all over the u.s yeah that's how you find hey this guy lives in Indianapolis, this guy lives in uh, new mexico what's good over there? that's how i find out and yeah. you ask for recommendations and you, mm-hmm. you make friends and that's kind of it so it gets real small well you have a deep cellar once you're there so not so much anymore you bought a big cooler with you tonight yeah. Now we <laughs> told Harold years. that the criteria for being here is to watch the movies, and yeah. then you're just part of the group. I did. And please, uh, uh, Carlos, you do have a beer over there. It's been way too long. Yeah. So I have a beer here. Um, there is a uh, 
small little, I guess, Facebook group chat that a lot of the heavier beer traders in town are, are in, um, that I'm in with Harold. And we were talking about Prairie Artisan Ales, a brewery that we are familiar with on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, they have this noir series of stouts and Harold had mentioned that, uh, the vanilla stout stood out to him that maybe there's something they tweaked about the recipe because of the vanilla that just makes it kind of stand out from the other just variations or even standard noir or whatever. And it just so happened that I I was in Austin for Christmas visiting family, stopped at a bottle shop, picked up two bottles of it, had drank one, but hadn't gotten to drinking the second yet. And so I held off for us to record this podcast. I was going to open this, but Harold has the fancy bottle opener. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, so when this, this beer, when this beer first came out, it wasn't very good. And then, <laughs> really? Uh, it really was. The first batch was pretty bad. And then they had like a, a second release, and this one went worse because it came out, they were infected. Oh. They were all bad. It was like the first time it came in text with these beers are no really kidding. bad. No kidding. Huh. It took a break, and then they re-released it, I guess, like in 15 or 16. Yeah. And it was like killer. Really good, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the best vanilla beers you can get, you know, they, like they, on the shelf. Prairie, when they're good, they're really good, but they yeah. are one of those breweries that has had some quality issues yeah. over the years. I've had a few of their, um, more like the sour and farmhouse stuff that they yeah, do. Yeah, I think I think for them it's stouts. That's what you want to get. Yes, yeah, definitely. When, when Chase left to go start his brewery uh-huh. is when all that stuff kind of went away. Is that right? Yeah. And where, where's Chase? He's American Solera. Okay, that's so right. Same, Which is still, really good. Still in Tulsa, yeah. Yeah. But he does stouts, he does sour, he does all of that. So he's he's a master at that. Right. But I think uh, they're kind of known now for just their stouts. And especially yeah, the they bombs. do the bombs and all the different and stuff. The Plus noirs, they do a yeah. lot of the, they do this thing where they allow you to, to buy a barrel. And oh, you, really? You get to basically pick what adjuncts go inside of it. No kidding. Whoa. So we can get together, all of us, and buy a barrel. Oh, we should do and say, that. I want to. Yeah. I want to put marshmallow. I want to put, you know, oh, yeah. Kit Kats, and they'll do it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah that yeah. we we got to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Call, call, so, well, so in, a, in an episode dots. or two, nice. whether we do it or not, we're so, going to talk more about this because <laughs> I didn't know this existed. Yeah, honestly, so, so this honestly, is something that a lot of breweries are doing now. Um, they're kind of expensive, anywhere yeah, well, from a, four or five thousand bucks to get a barrel. Whoa! But you know, you pitch in. With her, you get a whole barrel, so it's 55 gallons of beer. They bottle it for 55 gallons in a barrel. <laughs> oh, fuck. 55, so it's quite a bit of beer. And then you decide what you want. There's a base stout that they have for all their stouts. Yeah. yeah. And then we decide what's going to go in it. Yeah. So you want peanut butter, whatever, you know. So these beers are called Prairie Dogs. So it's worth the five grand. If you have, if you have enough people, you have enough yeah. people yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, a lot of these we beers. We have a listenership. And a lot of these beers, well, you could do a beer in. You know your podcast yeah your right beer, right you know what i mean it would be fun to do an event like where you actually you have sure. all this beer available so these beers are also kind of sought after now in the trade world people want these beers because yeah. they're limited there's only so many of them made yeah and of course some blends are better than others but they also had problems because the first one they did a lot of them were infected they had some problems too yeah second oh, yeah, batch have been better yeah of course <laughs> so yeah that would be terrible but you, you take a chance sometimes with barrels yeah. like that sure well we have an interesting movie to watch this week for sure, I'm. You know, we, we like taking chances here on uh, yeah. on beer and a movie. But uh, th- this is a film that I had been hearing about uh, for a few months uh, as it was making the festival circuit. Uh, it had won the uh, Grand Prix at Cannes, and uh, that's a pretty big deal. That's kind of yeah. like the second highest award yeah. there after the uh, Palme d'Or, which this year was Parasite, a film that we did on a few episodes back. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, 
Which was excellent, and so I'm always excited to hear, you know, well, what what's coming down the the pi- through the pipeline? What's going to be really um, out there? And that this was a film um, that was a French Senegalese co-production. That this was, you know, based in Senegal, a place that I don't see many stories yeah. from on film. Um, that was exciting, and the idea that it was a sort of romantic drama that people, every time they would mention it, that I was hearing it, were saying like, yeah, but it kind of shifts into something else. And it, yeah. So I knew it was going to have some surprises in it. Um, the basic premise here is you have people who are on sort of the lower rungs of society in Senegal, working class people, um, a young man and a young woman. They have an interest in one another. The young man is being stiffed on his job, so feels the need to leave the country to go do something else, um, and kind of goes off to sea gets lost presumably they're not quite sure um and the the girl he leaves behind is being sort of pushed into an arranged marriage yeah, she's betrothed right betrothed, yeah. and uh so so there's tension there but then this this twist happens where oh wait but those men who went missing they're coming back in the form of these sort of zombified um <laughs> You know, versions of the people are there. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, I mean, it's such an interesting... I mean, I yeah. I don't know. The, the, that's kind of the basic premise. I mean, it, it, it goes from there. But um, I was so struck by this film where I was just excited to see something this different and well put together on what was clearly not a whole lot of a budget. No. I no. mean, it was, it was not yeah. made with tons of this money. This is her first movie too, right? Yes, her her first film, feature film, first feature as a film, director. Yeah. As she's a director, done some yeah. shorts. Yeah. She's been an actor. She was actually in a Claire Denis film oh, years ago, who we, we reviewed uh, Highlight for earlier yeah. this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to me, this is a sign of a real like breakout talent. I can't wait to see more stuff from this filmmaker. But how were how were you guys feeling about this film? I. Um... You know, you had mentioned this film. I was not aware of it, and I didn't look that much into it. I knew that it won the Grand Prix. I knew it was a Senegalese film. Uh, before this, the only thing I knew about Senegal was that that's where Taco Fall is from. He's like a rookie in the NBA right now. He's 7'6", oh, yeah? with like an 8'3 wingspan. Uh, <laughs> What's his name? Taco Fall. Nice. That's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's spelled just like Taco, but with it. It's C-K-O, not just C-O. Mm. Okay. Um, who's, you know, it plays for the Celtics. Oh, nice. Tie into a previous episode. Kevin Garnett. Uh, Shouts yeah. out KG. Um yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, not super familiar with the country. Definitely haven't seen a film from there. Right. And as, you know, we've talked about on the podcast before, in my ideal world, I don't know much about a film going into it. I like to kind of have just a very bare understanding yeah. of what's going on and then just let it happen. And so at a certain point, this movie gets like kind of crazy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, yeah. subtly it's a, though it's it's, yes, so, it's what I, so super subtle so subtle and it's almost to the point where i'm like wait what yeah like, right what's exactly going? when the zombies first show up yeah. you're just like did that happen <laughs> i mean honestly i had like where the way my house is arranged i can walk into the kitchen to go grab a snack if and still be watching the film really mm-hmm. Though I'll occasionally turn my head to look in the cabinet or something, and that's what I had literally done the moment that they're in Aaron's like, yeah. "Are you seeing what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the other room?" Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. and I mean, it you know, it starts being telegraphed like a little early, right? Uh, in hindsight, you know, and you don't really know what's going with on with the inspector mm-hmm. feeling faint and stuff, yes. and like, uh, but you know, I love 
as anyone that listens to this podcast know, watching a bunch of members of the working class eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> and they show yeah. up in this guy's house and they're like, yeah, oh, get yeah. fucked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's been fucking them. Yeah, I mean, well, he a, is. But this then, is a very but then, righteous but then they come, But then they come back there. and are like, yeah, we're going to fucking burn your building down, you asshole. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But it, yeah, it just, it's, you know, you said at the top, just when introducing it, that immediately I thought, you know, that it's one thing and then it kind of turns into another. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar to Parasite, which is the only yeah. thing that yeah. was awarded higher than it at right. current. You know, it kind of... And I think that some of the most interesting films that are happening right now are doing this, where it's very genre melding and bending yeah. and flu- uh, genre fluid, you know? Right. Uh, and it just, you know, it just makes for such a compelling movie, not to mention that the cinematography is amazing. It is. Yeah. Like, there's all these, like, great shots of, like, the ocean. Yes. Uh, which you would think seeing just waves that often might kind of get boring and it doesn't, or it might get redundant and it doesn't. And... Uh, and the score is fantastic. Like the performances are really good. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it is like so captivating and so like, and you're just in this world with them. And like, yeah, the only thing that I think that maybe this film suffers from is that for us as, you know, members of like a Western culture, um, arranged marriages aren't as commonplace for us. Yeah. So I yeah. think if you were from a culture where that is somewhat normal, then right. the gravity of her like being betrothed to somebody else and in love with another could feel even more, could feel yeah. even more no, I get real I get and relatable and intense. Cause I, th- I think, and you know, I, I may have been at times somewhat um, susceptible to this kind of like flippant, thinking i guess where i just like oh, just do whatever you want because you know? <laughs> like for us you know right, in western right, civilization right. you know in, in more westernized cultures that's kind of how we how I we think view the film things. works for the western audience though, oh, I, no, for that no i think it does especially when she tells off her fiance when she yes. gives that first Omar, flare yeah. of not fiance they're already married they had yeah. been married they had and been he, married like yeah a few days i prior, will not right? go with you you cannot tell me what to do yeah for sure and and my point isn't that it doesn't work or that it's lacking something. I just think that that probably hits harder mm-hmm. for other yeah. people than it would for us because well, it, it's not as commonplace for yeah, us. Yeah, I, I I totally got. It. I got you were talking about cinematography, mm-hmm. um, David. I'll make a quick point, and then Harold, I want to mm-hmm. know what. what we, we would definitely want to know what you had to think. Oh, but yeah. the shot of the wedding bed mm-hmm. in all of its white room splendor, yeah. I was like, we're we're watching someone that has been influenced by Kubrick. This yeah, is an yeah. interesting, symmetric Kubrick shot. And then you mm-hmm. see that same bed after it had been set afire. Yeah. The uh, the boyfriend of our, our protagonist is the uh, chief suspect. Right. And it's blackened and, and, and destroyed, mm-hmm. but shot in that same, you know, had been beautiful and interesting visually. The cinematography of this film, I, I'm interested to see, and I believe that this director will get an American, if you will, a... a a Western ability to make a film now, potentially, yeah. She, I mean, if, and I'm so curious. To do it, yeah. Of course, yeah. So curious to see what they what she does with it. So the beer that I brought for us to try with this, <laughs> I told you this guy man <laughs> is the finisher from Conquest Brewing. You had sent me a list of uh, some states that you need to try beers from. I guess That's yeah, we're right. trying to you guys try and go states. to all fifty states right? by the end of twenty twenty. So have you all done South Carolina? Hashtag goals. Not Carolina. Yeah, so, no. yeah, okay, so this so. is a brewery out of South Carolina. This one I got from a friend of mine, Michael Pritchard, uh, trade partner. 
that I traded with for many years and just kind of sent me. We sent boxes back, back and forth. So nice. not so much trading now. Just like, hey, I'll send you a box of beer. Yeah. I'll send them back, whatever. You, you've settled you know, into the less formal. Yeah. Just... I, I don't go looking for beer. I just friends send a beer and we just trade. So that's cool. I've had this a couple of times already. It's a big beer. It's about 18% alcohol. Oh, God. It is an imperial stout brewed with brown Just sugar like the and power honey. of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, I'm not totally sure. This is 2017. And uh, they'll do like the regular version. They'll do barrel-aged versions with the wax. I forget what the red wax is. So it might be oh, okay. rye whiskey barrels. I'm not Ooh, totally sure. All right. And what's, and this the, is, what's the ABV on this bag? It's about 18. This is bottle 40 yeah. of God, buckle in. 237. So it's kind of all limited. Right. So you know another thing that as as Harold is uh, pouring some some out here, um, you know one of the things that I loved about this film and, and Harold I think had mentioned it briefly there that the score on yeah. this, um, Fatima Al Qadiri I think is is the composer and and she's done um, other stuff that's not necessarily been for film in the past. I think this may be her first film score that she's done fully. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so I was good. just totally. Um, I don't know what I when I was watching this film. My one criticism is why Netflix can you not figure out how to get these films into theaters more? Because this, The Irishman, there has been so many, and there's others. In a the requirement past. for a larger Roma, screen. Roma, Roma, right? Buster Scruggs, films that we've done on the podcast before. Like they are funding or distributing some of the greatest movies out there right yeah. now. And I just want to be able to see these on a big screen. No, this, this is uh, a this movie lent itself. Yes. I would have loved seeing yes. this in on the theater. Screen. This movie is screen, more powerful the more, bigger screen, bigger is. sound system. Sure, sure. totally. Because right. the sound yeah. mix, the sound design yeah. on this film, I feel like was something that was just as important. And when I could get myself to focus, and I was sitting there full attention, I, I was totally. I was. It was worth the effort. I'm yeah. like, I need to stay focused on this. It's easier for me to do that in a the theater. And what did you think, Harold? For me, the soundtrack kind of gave gave me hints early on, right? Because it was such like a otherworldly, abstract yeah. kind of otherworldly. It was like ambient. I was like, this is not yeah. a regular mm-hmm. soundtrack for like a love story. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel where it was going to be going somewhere kind of supernatural, kind of strange. Yep. So for that, that definitely um, the soundtrack kind of reminded me of some of the things you would hear like on a a Lynch movie. These like ambient yes, yep, kind of yep. discordant sounds that don't make much sense. You don't really know where it's coming from. Or right. How it's even being made. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Taking but, what could be kind of mundane situations, sure. right? Girl, girl sure. and boy yep. have yeah. interest in yeah. each other. Yeah. Kind of not wanting, knowing what their future is going to be. Sure. That, you know, young love. Yeah. But then like giving it this unsettling feeling and yeah, there there's something beyond just your typical romance story that's going to happen in this film. Yeah, and what I liked too was that it wasn't, it didn't feel exploitive because yeah, I don't know much about this culture right. and about like, you know, their traditions and he mentioned about, you know, being betrothed and dowries and marriages, but it still felt like I was just getting a glimpse into another world. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like it was being forced on me. It wasn't no. like, here, look at this. It was very organic and this kind of flew it just right. kind of flows you know yeah um but it was it was um i really love the shots of the, of the ocean yeah and of the sea yeah and there was this constant ambient sound of the waves the entire mm-hmm. movie here yeah. the waves different kind of, times of the evening different, my wife yeah. had mentioned it feels like you're on vacation yeah <laughs> like there's yeah. always like you hear the waves constantly crashing and yeah. crashing crazy kind of the, like until you see the zombies yeah right yeah and, and that whole thing with the zombies you know it was it was shocking but then it, it kind of made a little bit of sense to me in the end. I, oh, yeah. I realized, you know, there was the deeper connection he had to her and that little, um, I forget the speech he gave, 
Yeah. We told her about the scene. It was they put the. Oh yeah, that? it was. Um, it, it was when he talks about the the mountain that he. The mountain. Yeah, yeah. And, which and was the, actually and, a way she was bringing right. him back yeah. to the yeah. shore. Yes, so, yes. I mean, it was it was very moving. Uh, it was yep. beautiful to look at. Yeah, and yeah. the performances are great too. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they weren't. They weren't. They're not. They're kind of first time actors. I think. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think. I mean, this is very much a shoestring kind of uh, endeavor that. I think she pulled in a lot of non-actors mm. and or aspiring actors, maybe in Senegal. I mean, to, I can't, I, wanna, I can't click on any of their names in Wikipedia. Yeah, so yeah. I want to point <laughs> out so the uh, performance of the uh, detective, the young detective. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, was good. Just, he, he was, was yeah. just incredible. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll never charisma, see him in yeah. a thing again. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, I, I, hey, we could we'll go back to Uncut Gems and how this, that film was challenging the typical American film audience. This will too. If you stumble oh, sure, upon sure. this yeah. on Netflix yeah. and you probably getting skim a, right by it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's getting well, some honestly, kind of big Netflix the, push. The fact that it's in French means that it's not most, in French. Oh, sorry. Seneg- what what is, in, um, is it in Senegalese? Afri- no, no, it's different. It's a. Uh, uh, Oh my god! I That's the, right, because she speaks French. That Matty Dion. There's a little French, but not. There's more. She of the, speaks French. More of their... She didn't even oh, speak in, the language in, uh, uh, proficiently. It's, it's in Wallaf. Okay. Okay. Of course. Which is, uh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. they're. They account for like forty percent of the population of Senegal. Yeah. Uh, I think they're she, the I think she was she was raised or the in largest. France, right? I think so. So yeah. I would say though that don't be challenged by this film in the sense that you don't push play on it. I agree right. with you, David. It deserves a bigger screen. Yeah, but no, if I you're think... gonna watch it in your home or on your phone or don't skip by this one. The yeah. uh, Atlantics. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's worth it. It's worth a view. Well, the thing is, you you can catch the regular viewer by saying it's a romance love story. Right. Yeah. You know, with a twist. With a supernatural twist, element, you know, yeah. it's well, not you know, ghost or anything. Like no, that. no, but it's, it's basically. I mean, come on. If Patrick Swayze were still here, he'd be making Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. I would hope so. I, the, ghost, Ghost Two, Atlantis. The film that it kind of reminds me the most of is uh, the one I love. Did you see that with Elizabeth Warren and Mark Duplass? Oh, it's kind of that like surrealist love story type yeah, of situation. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot different because it has much more to say and is more. Has well, a, that's the thing. Has, I mean, has a revenge element There is to this it, class but... element there. Like, yeah. I, I for, for started sure, off saying, like, yeah. that, that the fact that they're working class is not irrelevant. This is very important to the story that they're being um, messed with by the, you know, the, the sort of moneyed powers probably the that principal exist there. Employer in the area. And there's this yeah. this skyscraper that's being built that's yeah. sort of like this a visual presence throughout the film. That. that was that was actually CGI. Yeah, I, yeah. I, right. you know, the, it, right. it was kind of funny, but really. Nicely done and kind of just I don't know it kind of looms in the background of some shots. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a capitalist critique built into this film that um, your typical love story is not going to have. And I mean, it takes you know it takes a look at you know some of the motivating factors for why like people flee their home countries for other places. Yeah, Yeah. definitely an examination of like migration in the 21st century. Absolutely, you know, like we don't have it like. A choice. We we're trying to we're trying to work. We're trying to support yeah. our families, but we're being exploited by these people right. who refuse to pay us. Who won't we, even pay us the meager wages that they say they're going to. Yeah. yeah. And, and, which, and which, I, when they start asking for thirty two million, I was like thirty two million. But then she sells her phone for yeah, two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name yeah. of the currency in Senegal, but let's say okay, so that's still really not that much money. Yeah. yeah. In the grand scheme of things, and so right. they're forced to go somewhere else to seek other ways to be able to send money back to right. their families. All yeah. of that, Carlos, with Party Girl Zombies. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think I think that migration story is a story of most migrants in the world. You know, yeah, they they put themselves extreme risk and danger right. for a better world. They're not here just to you know cause problems. They're here because they're looking to make 
you know, a living. When I was working in the kitchens in New York City, I'd work with guys from Ecuador, you name it, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Half of them, oh, I was a lawyer or I was a, a physician or I'm an engineer. We don't, well, I, no jobs. I couldn't yeah. get a job. Yeah. So I came here for, you know, to wash dishes. Yeah. And then all the money gets sent back to, back, back home to Mexico or wherever they're from, you know, to, yeah. to build a home. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, no, you definitely see it in your indi- industry a yeah, lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we failed to mention that Harold is uh, one of the premier chefs of Corpus Christi. A fantastic that right. chef. That's accurate. Yes. <laughs> yes. If, you, if you're ever visiting Corpus Christi and you stay at the Omni, you, you may be treated to some of Harold's fine. If you're, li- if you're goddamn yeah. lucky. If you're yeah. lucky, yeah. Yeah, I see the code word. All right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of lucky, we got to try two beers with Atlantics today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first one, the Noir, I love that beer. Yeah, that was it's, good. Very and, good. And I think Harold's onto something, the the vanilla. I mean, th- that is, I love how subtle it is in there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a hit you over the head. I remember, like, what was that vanilla porter everybody used to love? It was a very <laughs> oh, common shelf. Oh, Breckenridge. Yes, yeah, Breckenridge. That, that's synthetic vanilla. Well, it's there like you go. Fake, that's yeah. I hated yeah, I hate that, that beer yeah. because I remember when people would, inter- and like, oh, you got to try this vanilla porter. And I'm like, this is just the weirdest cloying chemical yeah. vanilla that you could yeah. have. This is how you do vanilla, right? That's yeah, real but, vanilla and, beans. Yeah. But on the other end of that, do you remember um, that ingenious? Uh, it was a milkshake IPA. It was like ten percent, and it was part of like was that, that the Sphinx? It, or yeah, the fa- I don't remember what it was called, but the it was Pharaoh? it was part of that series where all of the names were Egyptian oriented, yeah. and they had the kind of Egyptian art, and it was so much. Yeah, like it was so but much it, vanilla. It was real vanilla, or was it? It was vanilla ex- beans, okay, vanilla but. Beans, yeah. Man, like drinking a 16 ounce can of it by yourself was a tall order, yeah, like because it was just overkill so much, and yeah. it was so it's so decadent and thick. And but this well, has that this happen, achieves though, with, that with balance, beans you know, too, for sure. It's like phenolic. I'm trying so hard over here to find in my database oh, when right. Carlos put the vanilla in his own homebrew. Oh, yeah, oh. I cannot find the episode. Well, it was over. a while ago, I'm making while myself ago. very angry yeah. that well, that's it, it not was, on my spreadsheet. I mean, I still have a bottle of it if you yeah. want to crack one open. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird with the whole vanilla beans and beer because I think you mentioned the Breckenridge beer, and that's how it was done forever. Yeah, the extract, and then, yeah. And just in the last decade, you know, people start putting in like an insane amount of adjuncts in beer, an insane amount of. Right, yeah. And vanilla beans are really expensive. They're yeah. not cheap. So yeah, they're not cheap. They're putting in like, you know, five pounds per barrel, or whatever. They're going over the top. So yeah. these beers are getting more expensive and harder to yeah. come by because it's kind of yeah. more rare, you know? But I mean, I think, yeah, if you're spending that much money on fucking vanilla beans, yeah, yeah you can't sell it for yeah. you know ten or fifteen a six pack. You know, yeah, you get way more expensive. Oh than yeah, that. how much was that bottle of uh, Prairie? Like twelve. Uh, it was on sale for nine ninety nine oh, the day I got good. it, but that's the regular good. was fourteen ninety nine. Okay, well, that's a good deal. That's yeah. not bad yeah, for I a twelve ounce bottle. Twelve ounce bottle is ten bucks. Yeah, and it's good to see him in twelve ounce bottles. We're kind of sick of bombers. And Prairie, those yeah. for big beers like that, that's, yeah, that's smaller a good amount. Like, like even this, to share. This should yeah. be like and, in a twelve ounce bottle. Prairie, Prairie <laughs> has conquest. that distribution that most of the other yeah. small craft brewers. They yeah, we yeah. envy. You know, we get some of their stuff. I'd say there. that the the it's very boozy. This one, yeah, yeah it's eighteen percent. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> but, saying but you, can, you can taste the hot. Yeah, yeah, hot. this is yeah. a hot beer. Yeah, and it's only yeah, been, it's only been aging for yeah. it's 2017, so it hasn't had time to kind of mellow out. Okay, Harold, how long would you age that? If you that, that circle will age for at least five, five, six, seven years, I'd say yeah, well, for sure. Have, yeah, yeah. So it's it it, could, it's good yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it'll hold on with that much alcohol. It'll it'll stay. Yeah, well, I say it's going to get better, but the alcohol burn will probably cool off a little bit. Yeah, and then Harold, you brought you. I can imagine getting that. 
right off the uh, you know the Tap. bottling line. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be, be hot. hot as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's hot. hot. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. But it. But yeah, no. A couple of years in, it's it's drinking pretty well. It is drinking pretty well. Harold, like Harold, you brought a special beer for Atlantics. What? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's yeah, what we're talking about. That's Thank what we're you. talking about. Yeah. For bringing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, oh, yeah. man. Should, the, no, the prairie was not hot. Beer, beer is for no, sharing. No, I'm talking that's about what it's for, man. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same page. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And, so, and, and mention sharing again and, and friendships, and, and you mentioned uh, beer trading going online. That's I, people I've, I've met over the years have become like my friends, like my family. Yeah. You know, I'm in a couple groups. I'm in one group particularly that's very small. There's maybe like, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 of us now. And we're all like family. We're, we support each other. And hey, I need a beer. I'll get it for you. Mule, no mule fees, no charge, you know. Yeah. They'll send you stuff. If you have a problem, they'll help you out. That's nice. So, you yeah. know, beer might be the, the, the commonality thing, but it becomes more. It becomes like a family. Yeah. yeah. You know, it becomes yeah. really. And us, we have the same kind of thing, too. The beer kind of brought us together, but there's more in common than just beer. That's right. You know, it's well, about and, sharing and, and you know the uh, the the intro to our podcast, two of the greatest art forms known to humanity: yeah. beer and movies. Sure. I really mean that. When yeah. I, when I when I, uh, I think I was the one who wrote that. When, when you were, I, yeah. I I really do think that beer is one of those things that's brought me to so many wonderful people in life. That you know, if you can appreciate the different things that we can do with this uh, age old art form of you know. Fermenting, you know, malted barley. Like th- to me, that that's pretty special. Telling stories also yeah. very special. Yeah. So, uh, people who can appreciate when it's done in different, unique, and strange and interesting ways, that's exciting. We have. Yeah. A, we I have agree. A, I mean, the first time I met Harold was at your house, David. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's right for your birthday. Um, yeah, it was for your birthday, and we were all standing in the kitchen, and you know, I, I kind of walked in. Y'all were already in there, and Harold was talking about something or another. We started talking, and then he brought up fearless Iranians from hell. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, yo, you fuck with, you fuck with that band? Like, I, cause I other saw th- them lots of times growing other up. Other than Harold, there's only one other yeah. guy, the guy who introduced me to them, that I've ever known to talk about that. Yeah, band. yeah. Um, so you know, that's right. We, Harold also we were knows in the, the third greatest art form known to humanity: music. music yeah, 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 but we were. I, I mean, we were in the man, same room because the, the music beer, takes the cake. Oh, know. I'm. I'm a, you know it's, me. It's hard, I'm, man. It's hard. I'm, to, I'm big on that. It's hard so, to David, have I have it. one more question for you. Yeah. Um, we have an interesting pairing film-wise with Atlantics, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. Before we get there, you left Atlantics for a snack. What was the snack? <laughs> <laughs> that is oh an important God. question. What was it? Thank you for hitting. That. Honestly, I think it was probably crackers of some sort. I, I I think that was one of those nights where I was going for something salty and and crunchy. Yeah, saltines. Well, we pair, probably not saltines. We pair an off the wall pairing uh-huh. with this film when when we come back. That's right. I mean, we can't. If we want. I don't know. I'm nah, not trying to. We have more not, pressing matters than no. Nothing is, is verboten. Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, is verboten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, we, so, we we have in fact gone there in the past. I we, would say. Well, movies have taken us there. Movies, we, have you, taken, oh, sure, movies yeah. take us to some challenging places. So do beers yeah. often. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So in the second half, as we wait, always do. Wait, should I bring out the founder CBS for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanna, I well, refuse. If you know, we're really, going to go there. If huh? we were really going to roast diamonds, if we're gonna I roast think diamonds, CBS you might would well be the yeah. I, I refuse to drink any founders. I'm staying true uh, to the cause. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I won't I won't purchase do you any. Want, do you want an espresso but, KBS? <laughs> but my, uh, <laughs> if you pulled one out of your my pocket, I'd drink it. My sister-in-law did get me a founder CBS bottle. Yeah. As she did like the make your own six pack thing for the special yeah, artwork yeah. though with the uh, oh good for no. her no with the special <laughs> with the white knight. I, I keep trying to find I need to you need to text me that I got I'll send it to you if it was uh, a gift I'd drink it yeah. well which it was and you know it's funny because she has with most of the stuff that she gives people there's always some kind of like heartwarming kind of ethical story behind it like mm-hmm. she got uh, uh, their cousin my cousin-in-law is that a thing I don't know yeah um, the like a game that were like a certain amount of every purchase goes towards like a charity and she always has yeah. stuff like that that she's into and right so when i opened you know my thing and i was looking at all the different beers that she had got because she had like built your own six pack and honestly like crushed it like she got some really, really? good stuff and i mean the cbs is a fine beer like yeah it's but good. It's pretty good this year actually yeah, and, and I, but, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, is this a blonde, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and we, you know, we had a conversation about what it, but, you know, she's not, like, yeah, plugged into the beer world, so it's not something, you know, she would have known about. Right. But, yeah, uh, but that, that whole thing is a little bit shaky to me because, you know, that's a big company. It's not yeah. just a small brewery now. Yeah. yeah. You got company. HR, you got all these people who are making decisions, and who's, being, who's suffering is the brewers. Yeah. These guys make these beers, put their heart and soul to it. It's a good point. And they make good beers. And now they're being lumped in with these other assholes. It's true. Who yeah. are calling shots from a fucking room with the door closed. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what the hell's going on in the beer scene. Don't know what's going on in the brew house. Yeah. Who aren't so, a part of the actual brewing Exactly. Process. So Call us, you've warmed my heart. You know, you, you could definitely say a boycott, you know, founders and all that if you want to. But what are you really accomplishing with that? Honestly? Yeah. It's tough. I mean, we, is, we've yeah. talked a little on the podcast about that with the, the idea that how, how far it is a company go or, you or, or a, a filmmaker yeah. or whoever go yeah. that you feel like they've crossed a line yeah. and it's a tough call a lot of times i mean it's just you know yeah. the, the, and and i think your point is is well taken this is a yeah. large company now are we yeah. there are people there yeah, let's drink beer we're doing good stuff yeah let's drink beer so let's what are we, we popping here no we it's have. a i mean it's an important conversation yeah. to have i think let's have it after um, we pour a beer so so this is something that i'll um, pour something right now too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have dueling I'm bottles well. this was table. this was what i brought to the table is um part of the aforementioned six-pack that my sister-in-law Cassidy, who is a, a, an avid listener of the podcast, and she's contributed to the podcast before Superior Bathhouse. Yes, she has. She Listen. she was our initial Superior Bathhouse plug. Introduced us to that brewery. Um, you know, a big find for us in 2019. I might. It was yeah for sure. Um, but part of the six pack she got me for Christmas. She built your own thing. Whatever. Actually, another funny story about that is... Open the beer and then well, tell hold on, hold on. <laughs> is, 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 when, is when she went to go do that, yeah. she saw a guy um, who was like, um, you know, taste testing beers or oh, whatever, yeah. but he was a Carbot guy, oh, and yeah. she had listened to our episode about it and was like, so well, she I can't knew. buy anything from this guy. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? She That's drew the line at Carbot. Are you for her. all comfortable with that? Her. Harold, you're, you're comfortable with the Carbot line? Yeah, fuck Carbot. Fuck Carbot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Carbot. So she was like, I can't buy anything from this guy. I gotta Tyler find. I got. I gotta yeah. find some other stuff. And so she went in another direction. So shouts out Cassidy, <laughs> nice. one of my favorite people. Cassidy, you um, were very Carbot, the only beer that will make me not drink a beer at a music festival. Yeah, and so I was really excited about. 
um, what one of these beers in the six pack, the one I'm holding right now, because we had gotten this beer, the standard version of it, for the first time this year, and that's the oh, Saint yeah. Arnold French Press. Right. And one of the bottles in the six pack that she made for me, that she gave me for Christmas, was the Bourbon Barrel. French press. Which, oh, really? I didn't yeah, know they had came out. It did, yeah. Well, because oh, nice. I had seen people in that South Texas Haze group mm-hmm. uh, that... By the way, that's not a hazing group. It's a hazing group. <laughs> it's a hazing group. <laughs> Shouts yeah. out Tony yeah, and, Tony, and yeah. all those guys. Oh, yeah. um, Daniel. Dirty glass mob. <laughs> dirty glass mob. <laughs> He's such a dirty bird. He is. Um, I had seen a bunch of people posting it, and I was like, man, that's such a bummer because I'm never going to get it to try that because we're and never going to get it and yet here it is your sister-in-law right now shouts comes out. through that's the same thing we Let's get so shafted here everyone's drinking bourbon bill or pumpkinator we get we get wow like, we, we like shaft one. ourselves we shaft ourselves Kinda, i have before but i don't make a habit out of it <laughs> but, but you know what the thing is like this podcast what you guys are doing here yeah. this kind of helps a little bit i hope oh you thank know? you kind of you know get yeah. people yeah. to we, understand we like yeah, what's you know contributing to the scene and it's getting needs, people interested. Here. Is yeah, a big is sure. a big thing. You well, gotta. I hope that people. If we don't sell what comes into the market, they're not going to send. But more. you know the thing about this city, that is that it's just we're just a little behind. That's all. Yeah. Hey, we're always playing catch up. But that's natural. Epis- episodes catch-up, two, you know? twelve, episodes two, eight, twelve, and twenty. Seven. We've enjoyed St. Arnold's. <laughs> yes, was, they're Joe, a favorite of the podcast. Joe I was love, in another world Joe during that conversation. He <laughs> well, he was looking. He was doing the database guy. I love St. Arnold's. Yeah. And is this mine? To me. Okay, what's the ABV on this? Uh, the ABV on this. Sorry, Dave. Um, no. Shit. I love you. I don't know if it says it on here. It's the bourbon barrel fresh. It's 9.9. There it is. Okay, oh, that's not bad. So it's yeah. probably not aged for too long. Nice. That's not bad, you said. What does that mean? It's but, a, that's a good ABV? Well, usually a bourbon barrel beer is higher ABV than, than 9%. Yeah, right. but that tells yeah, me this that, is like that, a that, light that tells me that it may have, it may have not 10, been in the barrel too long. Mm. Yeah. So oh, that smells true. delicious. All right, David, please explain. What I, I'm going to be that guy tonight. To me, St. Arnold's and Real Ale are the two yeah. like old school yeah, craft good. options in Texas that... I've just I keep going back to year after year. They always put out good stuff. Yeah, they're always trying different things here and there. They've had cool like barrel age series, and it's so. I'm whenever I get a good beer from St. Arnold's, it's a win. It feels yeah, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it that these guys have been doing it so long. 30, 35 keep, years, something like, something like that. that. It's, it's crazy. The 90s. Long, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, but how does? How does this come back Atlantics to... Atlantics fit in with our next film. Well, so Atlantics, I mentioned in the first half, came to my attention because it won the Grand Prix at Cannes, which mm-hmm. is that second tier award at the Cannes Film Festival. And so I looked back through what films had won the Grand Prix back over the past 40, 50 years and wanted to pick one that uh, we could revisit or, or maybe visit for the first time. Yeah. And this one won in 2013... It is Inside Lewin Davis, done by Joel and Ethan Cohen, known as the Cohen Brothers, who we've talked about on the podcast Only before, one time. With uh, yeah, Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. Which was out last year uh, via Netflix. And uh, But this was the film that they had done in 2013 with uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac starring. It was set in that early 1960s Greenwich 61. Village. Yeah. yeah. Um, the folk scene that birthed you know, Dylan and, yeah. and all these other sort of great luminaries of the American folk renaissance in the, in the 1960s. 
But this tracks this character mm. who's who's sort of a composite character yeah. of the also rans, the ones who didn't quite make it out of that scene. And uh, Oscar Isaac plays one named Lewin Davis, mm. who's playing the circuit, getting records made, mm-hmm. kind of doing deals here and there, but not quite making it. And it's sort of like a few days in his life where he's just going through kind of a random series of events. Um, Doing recording sessions with Justin Timberlake. Yes. And Adam Driver. And Adam Driver, yes. And just taking the cash. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so I thought it would be a fun opportunity to revisit. And a film that that I honestly, and I was saying before we started recording to Harold, I have a little bit of shame uh, about this film. Because I don't think I really appreciated this film very much. When I saw it back in 2013, it did not hit me very much. Okay. It was, I, I knew about it going into it. It was a. I'm. You're probably the guy that's going to watch every Coen Brother release. I'm one of them. Yeah. yeah I'm de- I'm definitely. <laughs> so, so it came out. You saw it. Yeah. But it didn't leave that big impression. It was one that I didn't get to see in the theater. Uh-huh. Um, saw Same. it at home at some point, and I remember feeling a little underwhelmed by it. Like I wanted it to be more than it was. The second time watching it, this going back to it now, I was. I I think 2013, Dave Gurney had it all wrong. I think this film is one of their finest. I think it is totally working on all the levels that their films normally work on. David, David, ditto, I'll be quiet. Mm. (laughs) Everything you just said, everything you just said. Oh, you had the same experience. I watched this movie and was enthralled and, and, and taken to a place where sometimes, and we've talked about it here before, and I imagine we'll talk about it in the future, sometimes it takes two. Yeah, to really understand the depth of what you're seeing, yeah. I ditto everything you said. Okay. So, so I'm going to piggyback on that and say I am 2013 Gurney because <laughs> I watched it once. You didn't see it back in 2013. No, I did not. That's why my shame part. I didn't even know it was out, mm. and I'm a huge Combros fan. It, you missed the whole. You missed it completely. I, I just kind of missed the whole thing. I, got I didn't you. even know about it, and uh, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't. Wasn't swept. I wasn't swept away. Okay. So I think it it definitely needs a repeat viewing for me for sure to really appreciate it. David is Harold uh, in the minority, or is it a fifty fifty? Or Carlos? (laughs) Joe's having some name trouble this episode. Uh, Okay, so I think it's all the big big stouts he's had so far. Enjoy the rest of the ride. Have fun. I I I am in a similar boat as Harold is. Um, I didn't see it when it came out. Um, I kind of knew about it. Um, actually, you know what? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know about it in 2013. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know about it then. Um, I knew about it a couple of years later, um, just because of my interest in the soundtrack vinyl world. Um, yeah, great soundtrack. It is a good soundtrack. Really good. And I didn't watch it until what was it? Probably early this year, honestly. And I will admit that I. Did not rewatch it for this podcast um, episode. I never admit that, Carlos. Never admit that. Well, I have to because I think, I think one of the reasons that it took me so long to watch this is another reason why I didn't rewatch it is because I, I tend to go back to things that are familiar, you know. And last night I could have watched it, but I watched. I rewatched with my wife seeing it for the first time, Mistress America. Um, an old Bombach film who we talked about a couple episodes ago. And, you know, I, I'll say that the first time I, the, the first and only time I watched it, I mean, I got it kind of, but it didn't, 
hit me the way that the two of you, Joe yeah. and David, are talking about For it. Sure. And I'll I'll agree with Harold that I think that it is deserving of a second viewing, which I am uh, kind of bummed that I didn't give it in preparation for this. Well, Val, that you will. And then and I, I definitely will do for sure. David, yeah, tell will, me what yeah. you found the second time. So, uh, tell it, us. I, I mean, I liked it the first time. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, I, I hear liked you. It, yeah. But, like, I didn't like it the way, and this is controversial, but I didn't like it the way I liked Hail Caesar the first time sure. I saw it. Or yeah. Burn After Reading. Right. Or Buster Scruggs. Well, it's, or yeah. it's, not, it's not one of their manic films. That's the it's, thing. It's not like the Raising Arizona, yeah. the, you know, Hail Caesar, which have this certain kind of like unceasing energy Buster Scruggs to a degree yeah Yeah, Buster Scruggs has its like slow I think it's time for another break (laughs) I'm gonna interrupt you real fast I forgot Harold was here what are we opening here because what really matters now is the beer in my hand (laughs) this is Beyond Good and Evil oh yeah from a little known brewery if you heard about it it's called Hill Farmstead ding 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 Uh, okay okay, hold on hold on because I don't know much about it so so Hill Farm okay so man where do you start this group is damn brewery it is probably the most hype brewery in America. Okay. Maybe one of the one of the hot breweries in the world. Remote. But they are deserving all the praise they get. Where are they located? In all the way close to the border of Canada. Like rural Vermont. In Vermont. Like uh, it, it's the fucking stick. So you have to yeah. drive through like you got a full wheel drive to get out there. Okay. It's a pain. Yeah, it's like it's get, two no and a half highways. hours away from anything yeah. you know, like civilization. When we first started talking about the states we hadn't been to, I had you know, you met, we said Vermont was on that list. And yeah. it, this was only a few days after I had uh, made friends with a guy who was from Vermont yeah. at Rebel Toad, where yeah. I sometimes work. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, the reason this brewery sounds familiar is he did mention it. He mentioned it, um, yeah. yeah. As one of the places. Yeah, I mean, along with The Alchemist and maybe... That was the one that I first brought up. I was like, I was like right. oh, in, I was like, Vermont, oh, you're from Vermont, yeah, The Alchemist. Know, Alchemist, and, Lawson's. Right. But, but like Hill Farmstead stands... Above every brewery in America. Okay. And, and almost in the world. I mean, they, 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 they are, like poor, and, poor. And, and, and the, beauty, the beauty of Hill Pharmacy is they are masters at all styles. Okay. okay. And so, what is this well, style? This is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with maple. Oh, ABV on this uh, one? With Vermont maple? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> take look. You take a look and tell me. I will, I will find Vermont that information. Vermont maple? Uh, but the well, they're known is, for their... No, I mean, I, come I, on. I'm, I'm down, but I, it's just... It, I'm sure it's Vermont. The but, but the thing is also, voice. it's there probably was... Hill Farmstead makes maple syrup, too. They do bourbon barrel maple syrup. Mm, yeah. That people so, pay a lot of money for and trade for. It's ridiculous. They're mm. kind of like Jester King where they make some of their own They make a lot stuff. of shit. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of pretentious ABV. fans no and they're a pretentious it? brewery mm-hmm. but but they're deserving of all the praise they get everything they do they do really well and their beers are hard to come by because you can't buy them in stores you know you have to go to the brewery and buy them right 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 okay so you found do they have a, a two beer minimum at, in their tap room? it just depends it depends on what releases there they, I, they, they because do a lot I, of, I think the guy i talked to said something about that yeah. for one of the breweries that he was talking so about. i have some friends of mine that live in new york and this is kind of a cool story with this beer because I want to do a vertical one day with you guys of Bourbon County. Oh, yeah. And I have going back to 13. What's a vertical? A vertical will be consecutive years of the same beer. I got you. So it says right? no ABV on untapped. <laughs> I, on, I'm, on this one? Yeah, deadass says no ABV. I think it has at least more than zero. <laughs> it's, not, it's not 450. What's that brewery? Okay, so Beer Advocate has it at 10%. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> so oh, well, I'm so I, glad so you opened this. I was up. saying that um, yeah. 
What was I saying? I was trying that, to that you can't get it. You have to go to the... Yeah, so so um, I wanted that vertical of Bourbon County. Yeah. yeah. So my buddy in the beer said, you know what? I'll send you a 12. So now we have 12 through 19. Whoa. That's, that's a good little... We'll do it someday. Yeah. Soon, hopefully. Well, sure, yeah. So he sent me two bottles of 12 just for free. Just didn't ask. Send me a label. I'll send you the beers. And that was in the box included. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a chug beer on top of that. So what was a chug beer? It was a 2011 120-minute IPA. It was... <laughs> Friggin oh. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> okay. Does that mean so, you have to chug it? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there, you know, there's you, you got to pay. You know, what was the beer's free? But guess what? You got to chug this really shitty wow. beer. So. What was the one you did? It was like nineteen and a half. Oh, black uh, Black Tuesday. Ooh. Black yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, I did man, that, one that too. was and that, that was also. I got a box of beer. He's like, hey, free box of beer, but drink this. Uh, Black Tuesday, so I chugged it. That's that, I chugged wow. it. that was wild. Yeah. Wow. Harold yeah. Ramos, our guest, is a huge chugger. What, well, what, what I am is I'm huge. actually a savage. Is what I am. <laughs> He's got amazing videos of his. He is a savage. I, I have attempted the chug video. Yeah, you failed. Past, it was bad. failed miserably. Can, I, can we can we repost it on? I think Bear so. Bear? If you okay. can find it, I think it, I saw you do it. It's rough. It took him two sips, but. But it's, Harold's but, a three but now gulper. I think I mean yeah, like God. it's like with Baby Yoda as big as Baby Yoda is right now. I yeah. mean I think if we put it in the context of you know Carlos is this young baby beer chugger uh-huh. sort I'm the of baby thing. Yoda beer yeah. chugger. Yeah. 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 He uses his powers and then he faints right. afterwards. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Like <laughs> he can use the force for mid-chug, a moment, but okay. Yeah. So inside Lewin Davis, inside Lewin Davis, David, what did you find this time? Okay, what I found in it was. Typical sharpness in all the Cohen writing that is always beautiful been there. Cin- cinematography. Um, mm-hmm. Well, beautiful cinematography, very unique look to this film. Yeah. It's very washed out. Very it's blue. very Super very dull. Dull. Yes. Right. Dull. Very dull. Very yeah. like in and sort of like soft Mono, focus like, in yeah. certain soft yeah. focus. Lots of blues. So and browns it's, and grays, which gives it this kind very of gray. weird yeah. nostalgia, but like one drained of love and happiness. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. normally when it's I a think hard like time these, in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and this is a guy who never makes it. I mean, like, yeah. this, so I think what I loved about it was seeing that yes, it's all still there. All the wonderful characters, great performances, these you know gr- great actors that they choose. Oscar Isaac, obviously, um, as was said earlier, this is one of the films that really oh, established him. But you have F. Murray Abraham, Carrie oh, yeah. Mulligan. Um, Alex Carey Mulligan who is incredible John Goodman's great too yeah. John yeah. Goodman yeah I mean as a heroine yeah, uh, yeah. he's on the yeah. smack, yeah. Yeah. smack yeah. so the great. second viewing for me was understanding and seeing all of those titular Coen Brothers performances yeah you know I think the other thing that really came in between these viewings for me yeah. was this series Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh-huh. which I have been a viewer of the yeah, past few years that is depicting a similar era of New York City, mm. late 1950s, early 1960s. It's about Lenny Bruce is that one, right? That's right. Okay, okay. And so there's some overlap Got there, it. like on, the same on. kind of clubs. What did you just say? Lenny, Lenny Bruce? Bruce. It's about Lenny Bruce? Well, he's, he's, a, character he's a character in, in, the, in the series, yeah. Okay. Uh, you, should watch, yeah. you and your wife should watch that I haven't seen series it. together. Yeah, I, I you all should watch that together. It's amazing. That one in Fleabag, I know I have. Yeah. That Watchmen, one, you know, whether Watchmen. you like it or not, is a much rosier version sure. of that era. So seeing this one and what it's people doing with more in means. that same, yeah, it's it's kind of wonderful. I mean, it, so it was a nice. I think that helped me to appreciate yeah. it too. Also, 
I watched this the night after rewatching The Big Lebowski for probably the 80th time. Oh, yeah. But what yeah. was the occasion Easy. for that? It was on stars, okay. <laughs> and my wife and I were, and it's in its. Do you need Christmas a reason break. to watch the Big Lebowski? It was what did you eat for the snack? What did I eat for the snack? What did you snack for that one? <laughs> um, but but seriously, seeing that that which is one of my favorite Coen Brothers is films, yeah. easily pro- yeah, probably sure. my yeah. favorite. Yeah, you know, that, as was discussed at the top of this episode yeah. in regards to David and Joe's reception mm-hmm. of Inside Lewin Davis, the exact same experience with Big Lebowski. Took you two. What? It took you two. The first time I saw really? it, because look, a when lot I, of expectation. The first time I saw Big Lebowski, it was le- probably within the last five years. Yeah. It was oh, not. It was okay, pretty okay. recent. Mm-hmm. Didn't it. know anything about what it was. Really? I just knew that it was this cult movie, uh-huh. and I knew that Cult is our catch up guy. I knew That's that okay. the dude, He's young. the He's dude young. bold. I knew John Goodman was in it. I <laughs> right. knew that it said fuck a bunch. Like more than any other movie, because I tried watching it when I was a kid. My mom was like, "No, it says fuck 254 no, times." I think Scarface. Yeah. That's too many. Yeah, I think, it, I think it does. But um, the first time I watched it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" That's like, one, you know. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, "This is brilliant. This yeah, is yeah. so fucking good." So, I think Coen well, Brothers I, are that rich. They're that yeah. deep. They, they are. Yeah, it's yeah. very character driven and cinematography driven. You appreciate the cinematography the first go round. Harold, you just alluded to remembering every color tone. Yeah, yeah. The well, first time, we should but let the David second time, it's all character. Well, no. I, the the point is, is that you see a film like that where they you understand the artistry. I've watched it so many times. I really understand how everything fits together, yeah. why everything has a purpose. Their films are so planned. They're so yeah. they're like they are known as being meticulous filmmakers. They storyboard everything down to the last shot. They yeah. know exactly what they want to get on film when they're t- when they're writing the story on the page, they know how they want it to look. And for a lot of filmmakers that could be terrible, that could be stultifying, like constricting and the, the, but they just know. I mean, yeah. it's like they have it in their heads what they want this to look like. It's, it's, and so yeah. seeing those characters come through in as indelibly as they ever could. And I think also, as time goes on, I gain more appreciation for that music. It was not music that was incredibly formative for me. Yeah. I know that era. And I think now as time goes on, I understand more its historical importance. So it resonates even more for me now. Yeah. So I think all of that stuff together makes this film so much richer watching it a second time mm-hmm. and i totally i mean i think it's totally deserving of the grand prix when well, it won i'll it definitely that go year. back and watch it again with a different set of eyes and expectations yeah, yeah I, def- I definitely need to do the same yeah but, but i mean if you listen to any interview with any actor who yeah. has ever worked with the coen brothers they all say they have such a specific idea of what they want right and most of them in my experience from what i've heard say that that almost frees them up more yeah to yeah. deliver the performance well, that they need to perform I because think- there's something about and i i obviously can't speak to this but you know like i said from what i've heard that having a director with such a specific vision gives you like somewhat more freedom to yeah really dial it in and just like get yeah. in it and go well and and the other thing that i was going to say is seeing big lebowski on the big screen the first time i remember feeling a little bit puzzled by it if only because i had seen fargo right before it that was their film right before big lebowski which to me was an awakening kind of film seeing it in the theater and how intense it was in so many ways like subtle and weird and kind of but then boom and then Big Lebowski didn't deliver that in the same way. It's more of a, 
like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a hangout film. Yeah. And so, and I think Lewin Davis has some of that. It's it's got the pacing more of their hangout kind of film. And it has a cat that does this amazing <laughs> oh, yeah. thing yeah. and really delivers the through of comedy yeah. in an otherwise non like character driven film. Right. Well, yeah. I, I was reading about that, and the Cohen said that the cat was like the tying part that they needed the movie because. I think they were writing and they weren't sure, like, no one's going to like this movie. No one's going to care. We need something Except to kind of catch well, it's him. Cer- it certainly humanized Lewin and, Davis. And the cat, exactly, mm-hmm. kind of like, is like this thread yeah. that's in the movie. So, a very self-serving person except yeah, for a couple of things, yeah. and one of them is the cat. Well, that's, cat. that's the thing for me that kind of turned me off a little bit in the movie was the Coens always have this anti-hero, but this lovable fuck-up. yeah. But they're redeemed in some way, usually. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this guy has zero redemption. He's not a lovable guy. He's not lovable. No. And he, has, he has zero redemption. And, and you're looking at this like loop of his life. Right. And he's just a loser. <laughs> you know? He's just a fucking loser. Yeah. He Sleeps is. Sleeps on couches. You know? Has like barely getting by. Yeah. You know? Doesn't really give a shit. He's, he needs to make a, self, a few dollars for the next yeah. thing. You know, he gives up the chance to have royalties on this big hit, and he ends up taking two hundred bucks for an abortion. Yeah, you know um, that, that he didn't even need. To he pay didn't even for need. It. Yeah, and then, you know, it, for me, what touched me a lot was the very end of it when he's at the at the gaslight. Yeah, and there's a young Bob Dylan on stage, and he walks out. You know, yeah. it's like he's a loser. Yeah, like that's the biggest loser moment of all time. You're watching it's the guy. You're watching the guy who's gonna who's gonna solidify the technique because we're seeing that for the second you time know? in the film, and Bob Dylan didn't appear in the exactly. first time. Exactly, the Coen Brothers did it a little, and uh, then it makes sense because the heckling and play uh, some mind games. But yeah. he's missing out on this moment that's like so important and. The history of music, and he was there yeah. before. He was there before. He, he could have, had, yeah. And it's, you know, and it's certainly and, probably Dylan coming on, yeah. and the talent, and and the and the money making crossover that he avoided his entire career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If if it's gonna make money, it's shit, and therefore yeah. I don't want to participate. But yeah. you know, I, I did like it's how, the how final left, nail in his coffin. Yeah. How they kind of left it. You didn't know. Interesting movie. What happened to his career? He drops in. The guy committed suicide, but just you don't know why. Yeah, you know, is it because of him? Because he's an asshole piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. His, his partner in the previous. You band. know, I mean, he's banging his. Where's the scrotum, wife, Whatever. I mean, it's he's just he's just kind of a shithead. You yeah. Where's yeah. the scrotum now, David? Where does Oscar Isaac's performance as Lewin Davis in the film Inside Lewin Davis <laughs> uh, stand up to his performance as Detective Fartman? <laughs> <laughs> and Lenny the Wonder Dog for you oh, personally. I, the, I mean, there's nothing that's going to ever approach his performance as Fart Man. <laughs> I, A master this, this class. Be, before the show, we were researching I, Oscar Isaac because this was kind of a breakout. His breakout it was, for him. yeah. It was. He, I'm, I'm, but he I'm, had been trudging along for years I mean, in he, smaller parts, he was including in, Fart Man. So this was 2013. I mean, he had been in movies as early as 98. Sure. And really. I mean, he had been in movies people had seen all about the Benjamins. He was in Body of Lies. He was in Robin Hood. He was in Sucker Punch. He was in Drive. Well, I was going to say was Drive was the first one I remember. Very, he's standard. He's the uh, Carrie Mulligan husband who standard. comes. Oh, really okay, and, okay. You know, so he had been kind of popping up here and there. But I think that David was right that as far as leading roles and as far as getting real serious attention goes, this was the first. And then two years later, he's in Force Awakens. 
And then after that, he's off to the races. Well, then really, I mean, this film in many ways is sort of a prequel to the Star Wars sequels where you have Adam Driver and Oscar it's, Isaac. It's canon. Yeah. yeah. It's canon. That's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. And most people... <laughs> it is weird because the the, the, the scene I re- remember most from my first viewing where, where I was underwhelmed yeah. is that session series with Justin oh, Timberlake and a guy that's making driver. these <laughs> noises. Yeah. Watching it today... Holy shit, that's Adam that's Driver. Adam. Well, yeah. well, you know, Lewin Davis was cryogenically frozen at the end of Inside Lewin Davis, only okay, to enough, be enough, awoken enough. later as yeah. Poe Dameron okay. in Star Wars. With Kylo Ren. <laughs> Poe Dameron. All right, we drank two delicious beers. We, we sure should did. probably we attack should them probably now with criticism. One. So, yeah, we, we got in that St. Arnold. Well, there is Bourbon one that we need to crack. Friends. We're gonna crack it before oh. we enter. What? There is I think. One. I think. Well, well our, there is an "oh fuck me" beer in here. There is, and it, it's a big gamble. <laughs> so there's a, there's a brewery here in Texas. We've talked it's about be- it. You, you've already talked featured it. on the podcast. So we talked it's about their no, boat and talk no, about them. No, we can talk about the great on the great no, 2019 well, pickle I mean, controversy. Pickle okay. shit. I mean. Pickle yes, that's where I saw that. The best made in the... Uh, the best, which yeah. is the best pickle, pickle fucker, beer. What a great name for beer. And wow, then Carlos so awesome. had a big problem with the owner of this place. That yeah, he's kind of a douche. Likes he's, to, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of like, like Llewellyn. He's kind of a self-serving douche. Yeah. Very, very similar. He likes you know? to make big... Self-promoter, yeah. right? It's a good time. What if he is? That's Social media <laughs> Somebody's going to make a movie about a craft brewer. Let's make a movie about this guy, Kelly, from... Uh, so while we talk about these beers, we'll sip on this beer. What is this one? So this one is a beer that came out, I would say, about five months months ago Five it's six, called yeah. hell yeah from a brewery in new braunfels called new braunfels brewing company and they are known for making pretty shitty craft <laughs> beer uh infection infection issues heard the brewery's filthy haven't been so i can't really say i have not been either but this is their um famous pickle berliner that has been infused with roasted jalapenos okay and what's, when the, this what's beer, the ABV on this guy? I don't think four? it's... Uh, it's like 3.4. It's like super <laughs> it's low. It's not so high. Yeah, now, is the pickle... So it's a Berliner. So Berliner, Berliner is the low. same as the Pickle it's Fucker? the same base beer as Pickle Fucker, but he has right. not added roasted jalapenos. And I would so, suggest that right now you go back to our Texas beer, you know, 2019 Picklegate, mm-hmm. which I'll get the episode for as y'all yeah, continue to Yeah, right. No, yeah, we... we um, so th- we I, talked about the great. Pickle I will debacle. say only slightly in their defense. I have had some decent beers from them over the years. I had they, a couple that were okay. They yeah, tend okay to ones. be on the extreme sour, sour side. side, enamel rippers. Yeah, yeah, and My, yeah. But but some of their fruit infused beers that I've had, and they have that particular the saison series day, yeah. it, that does different fruit with each it's like the saison day like raspberry and peaches yeah and 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 i've had a few of those that have been really pretty good so so this one is nothing like those nothing like those uh and this is this this is basically like a hand grenade (laughs) what what do you mean it's either gonna go off or it's not gonna go off because the first one that i had it i've had a lot of bad beers in my time and uh been in the game and i'm in a group called gang warrior savages and every year, my buddy Adam puts together a bad beer biff. You know what a biff is, right? No. So it's a beer it forward. So beer it forward. forward. Yeah, it's just so been going for years in the beer world. You send a bad beer to somebody, they well, send it to somebody else. Well, normally a biff is good beers, right? I send you a box of good beers, oh, okay. and then it goes to somebody else, right? And then it goes on from there. You also have, so that's a biff. Okay. Well, Adam decided to do a bad beer biff okay. to where we'll send some good Be beers biff. and some really shitty beers. So it's like it's we do it every year now. It's fun. So I opened this beer to see what it was like, and it was terrible. 
Yeah, smelled like vomit, right? Open sewage, um, oh. human okay, feces. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I remember, I don't smell it right now, so it's not bad. If I remember correctly, you said, "Imagine a loose tile in a commercial kitchen." Yep, yep. That has been accruing <laughs> waste <laughs> from said kitchen yeah. for years, like, and then like you lift that tile up and soup. smell it. Exactly, and mixed with like rotten diapers and garbage juice and all the good stuff. Wow. So when you open well, that bottle, when you open that bottle. It, it's like a it's like a stink bomb. It would yeah. It would have filled so the room. We, we, had we, we don't have one of those. Before. So unfortunately, we didn't get. I that. bought another four pack. So oh I could wait, send, wait. So, so I could send more bad beer to my friends. Oh, oh is it? Yes, yes. We got a bad one. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Oh, that, no, that's not. It's bad, but not that's that bad. That's not as bad. No, it was way that's worse. That's pretty bad, man. That's Hold on, wait. Bad. Let me see. Wait. Hold on. Let me see. Oh it. my god. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty bad. That is human feces. Yeah. Oh. So, so, have you ever tried a third world country? You know, open sewage. Oh my That's God. kind of where you're at. So I'm not gonna drink that. Yeah, you have I to. Drink I took it. a no. sip. Do I have to? Yes, you got to chug. Oh Just chug God. it. Just chug it, dude. Chug it. So, so, oh my God. So chug I, it, David. So I sat with somebody, oh and he actually liked it. He's like, oh, it's great, man. I sent a bad beer biff, and he liked the beer. Oh, so my God. I was worried. That's that like I, scorching. That's like a diaper that's been lit, lit on you. fire in a Walmart it's, parking it's like lot. fermented garbage juice. That's like sitting in Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's, and it's so just, bad. I don't know. Look, I'll t- I'll, okay, I'll oh tell my you. God, I, it doesn't taste as bad as it smells. That's, no, it, doesn't. That's, it doesn't taste as bad, but the smell is bad. fucking okay. horrible. Well, let's talk about the beers we had. Oh, my God. And this will be our third review. God, it's bad. It's really bad, dude. <laughs> so bad. It smells David, so bad. Plug your nose and drink it. Just chug it. Just chug it. Don't be a pussy. Here you go. I mean, you're right. The flavor is not nearly as bad as the. But the nose is just. The flavor's fucking un- terrible, too, man. That's bad. Oh, shit. That's so bad. Okay. But this one doesn't smell as bad. Holy shit. Wait the first go. one I had smelled worst. This still smells horrible, but it's tame. <laughs> It's tame. Wow. Well, thanks it's for tame. bringing it. And, You're welcome. Uh, okay, I'll. God, we got to. I'll take. I'll, I'll take. I'll take, wash our mouths. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take responsibility for this one because ever since Harold opened that first one, I've been telling him I, I got. I want to try I it. Just, I got to try it. Because uh, no, you were things, asking for this. You I was. I was. I brought it for you. I know. I was. You've been but, begging for it. But that. because you had said so much, that, I just had this morbid was curiosity. Was I wrong? No, you no. were not. That was that so was So we're going to need a rinse for sure. Yeah. yeah that was wrong. Because this next beer I brought... Put it in the cuvee. What'd you bring? Don't put that in the cuvee. <laughs> Do not bring that in the cuvee. The next beer here, here. I brought is... I brought this because the theme of, you know, Llewellyn Davis' oh, music God. and musicians. So my, my buddy Andy Rice sent me this beer. Uh, it's from Microphone Brewery that. in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And it's called Press Play. So th- their beers are all riffs on on famous records. They have like you know, the Velvet Underground theme beer. There's a Nirvana beer. Smells like Bean Spirit. Um, <laughs> is that this a one, vanilla bean beer. Th- this one, oh, yeah. Oh man, the aftertaste so on bad. that thing. So this one here oh. is a, an Imperial Stout. It's a collaboration with Voodoo Brewing out of of um, Pittsburgh, and is an Imperial Stout with cocoa nibs, vanilla, <gasps> coconut, hazelnuts. We're gonna Sweet need to baby rinse. Jesus. We, we gotta rinse this out. This is God. That is terrible. Carl's just slamming something. Him. Yeah, I, I can't even. It's so bad. Oh my God! It's like, well, thanks for bringing that. If you're gonna have mace, this is worse. But than that mace. that is. I mean, it's, it is an experience to have. I'm it's just. Rough. That was well. Like bad beers are fun, but they're also important. So you can know what bad beer is. Oh yeah, right? so absolutely. You can kind of, 
train your palate so, to like so what is goes Noasis, wrong. So is Noasis is? Uh, oh, I can't. I can't. Is ooh, New Brunswick selling this? Are they who? selling it? Yeah, it's on so shelves. Bro. I no, I got lucky because when I bought that four pack, the next day they came and took them all back. They actually they removed them from the shelves. Um, oh wow! They removed because they knew the beer was fucked up. Oh, I would hope so. I give, I, I give, I give, I give, that, I give them credit, bro. It was on shelves for, for a long time. It was it'll for like, like two about, months. Yes, so I give them credit for at least you know figuring it out. Maybe eventually. two months, a little too late. It's yeah. too but long. They, they still did. So we, I don't want to lose sight because we did the the French press was fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was really good. Was good. I could have had more body, oh, shit. but but the flavor was good. I enjoyed that. And uh, and Harold had the uh, <laughs> oh the Beyond Good and Evil was right fantastic. now. Carlos I mean, is making. Really, because well, uh, I drink faces. Joe's too, and dude, yeah. <laughs> this beer is so delicious right now. This press play, you're gonna, it'll change your whole. Okay, thank goodness. You're gonna We're forget gonna about something that something good. That atrocity you had in your mouth right now. I oh, love shit. the label, the cassette. It's beautiful. It's, delicious, delicious. it's got a cassette just, on it. Yeah. I honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. don't even know. Yeah, it's got a What's cassette. going on right now? Let's go, let's, <laughs> let's go back. Oh. Oh, good, and they that get is candy it. bar melted it's into so good, a glass. Right? It's delicious. I, yeah, no, I love. So, so you mentioned not. Let's not forget we had. So we had. The Barrel Age French Press. Harold's in control. And we had Thank the God. Beyond Good and Evil from oh. Hill Hell Farmstead. Farmstead yeah. And so oh. comparing the two contrasted, both Barrel Age beers, mm-hmm. what did you see as far as the difference? One has coffee, obviously, which is kind of a strong flavor. Yeah. yeah. One has maple, which is a strong flavor. So the, how, Although how the, you the maple the wasn't over the top. It wasn't. Like, no, I've no, had no. some maple beers that really take it. And yeah. I mean... Everything I've had from Phil from Hill Farmstead Subtle. has been yeah. so balanced. Refined. It's just yeah. they know how to play with flavors and have them all in perfect harmony with one another. Oh, um, so I think I'll see the I power that, of the price point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, well, the, the well, St. Arnold is uh, yeah, that's the, a little cheaper and more accessible. You're right. Yeah, I mean, that's Hill exactly. Farmstead. How much do those when you actually get to buy them at this? That one, I don't know. I imagine it's probably in the twenty dollar range. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Twenty for so, a and, and this is actually not a bomber. This is actually a yeah, it's, it's 16, not as big as sixteen point nine. Yeah, it's a little over a pint. Um, yeah. the, I'll agree with what David said about the bourbon barrel French press. Is I mean, it doesn't have a ton of body. I didn't, Granted, it's a quarter. I didn't get a barrel on that either, though. I didn't much. get a ton of barrel I got a little, but a little bit. Not a little bit. No, not over the top, but it was but nice. It was a nice flavor. Easy to drink. Very easy drinking. Like Harold said, 9.9%. Probably didn't spend a ton of time in the barrel, and which mm. I don't think at this point with St. Arnold that that's going to be a big surprise because yeah. they're such a huge company. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do still have an eye for quality to a yeah. certain extent, but yeah. they're not going to be the same as like, you know, where Brash is putting mm-hmm. something in a barrel for like nine months, ten months or something, you know, like they're they're too big for kind of those yeah. bigger well, the ventures thing is, or whatever. The thing is, too, is putting beer in barrels is expensive because it it's takes, very expensive because it takes time. It's a it big takes time. It's it a big labor cost. And it takes up space. Yeah, yeah it yeah. takes up a ton of space. Exactly. And so. they're a little too so big very, very accessible. Like a big barrel. It, but it is very yeah. accessible. Yeah. It is a delicious beer. Sure. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Grab it I if would, you can. I would grab another one and yeah. drink it. Oh, I'll definitely have it. It's on shelves here. Obviously, the Hill Farmstead. I'd probably chug it, too, though. Yeah, the Hill Farmstead is a tier above it. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. very delicious. Deep, however, deep and rich and flavorful. However, this press play kills it. Next yeah, level. Yeah, kills it. Yeah. Fucking. But next but level. the thing is, it appeals to the now. 
Yeah. We like these pastry stouts, pastry baby. stouts. Yeah, I mean, hashtag pastry boys. You know what I mean? But that's so funny that that was yeah. a term created by you know Alex Kid. Don't drink beer. You know who? Yeah, Alex Kid. Don't drink beer. He's a the blogger. Blog. Yeah, He's yeah. a fucking scoundrel. He's <laughs> barley wine enthusiast. But uh, he he created the term pastry, pastry boys, pa- pastry stouts. Yeah, oh, pastry stouts. That's him. Like that is his. In, contribution in to the uh, nomenclature of the, the beer lexicon, world. Okay, pretty yeah. crazy. World. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and now it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, it, it's, I mean, he 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 coined that term pastry stuff. I mean, weather it's souls, big pastry boys, yeah, pastry ingenious boys, yeah. is doing a lot of pastry boy stuff. Pastry boys. Um, I mean, you know, we're in north, we're in no shortage of pastry stouts at this point. But you know, but there funny. are some that are better than others. Of like course. we had the uh, Kings Brewing. Kings County Brewing Company, right? Yeah, the, what, what, the donut, the one. donut. Yes, that should have the been the Doughball Destroyer. Yeah, was that should have yeah. been a hashtag Pastry Boy, but we didn't get it a wasn't. lot of the donut. In this is this is know? definitely a pastry style. This has got all the oh, flavors yeah, it's of got like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I really mean, good. it's thank really you, Andy sweet, Rice, delicious. once again. Is it a fair you. comparison? Oh, you blowy for that one. Is this a fair comparison? You know, I got microphone. I mean, and I've had a couple things from microphone over the years. Really so consistent. The, everything yeah. I've had has yeah. been really good. And they recently expanded too, so they're going to probably see more of the beers on the market. But still, it's not something you're going to see on shelves here probably ever. No. no but no. if you need the beers, I know a guy. <laughs> so, let me got know. you, fam. Yeah, so, I got you. It, this has been a fantastic episode, beer wise. One of our it's best. Been beer soaked. And I think best. film-wise, too. I mean, we all seem to enthusiastically endorse Atlantics. It's available on fantastic. Netflix, folks. If you haven't already watched it, I think this is a surefire sit down, get yourself in in the uh, head headspace you need to be to really appreciate. Leave a, for a snack. Film. Leave for a snack at the opportune moment. No, don't. don't stay do that. stay don't in the room. Get your snacks before. Learn from my mistakes. Um, w- which we all love. Lewin Davis, a little more mixed review, but but a, um, one that sort of uh, a Coen Brothers film that deserves to be higher up in the those pantheon of us of who've, those want, films. who've yeah. had the repeat. I think that's now. a consensus yeah. that I would say too. Yeah. Yeah. It needs totally. to be yeah. examined a little closer. And so it fits in nice. the pantheon of their yeah. yeah. And even yeah. though I said that it didn't like hit me the first time the way that maybe it did for y'all the second time, I still in my first viewing did not find it to be unenjoyable. No, like, exactly, at all. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It, it, you know, I've probably made this analogy before, but when we're talking about Coen Brothers films, just like when we're talking about Tarantino films and we're ranking them against each other, it's similar to when we're talking about Kanye albums. Like the worst Kanye <laughs> album is still better than most other rap albums. Yes. You know, but don't, like, but don't be fooled, it's, folks. It's, it's a, it's Inside Lewin Davis isn't Jesus is King. No, it's no, no, it's, no, it's, it's more not. like Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I like Jesus. Yeah, I, like, I like Jesus, <laughs> I like yeah, Jesus yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, so do I. I yeah. mean, Jesus yeah. is up there yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, yes. Carlos, I'm so glad that you're Fuck me. Harold, I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> just call me just call me just call him Harlos. I hope Harlos. that you uh, Harlos. come Harlos. back soon. I hope that you will come back to I'd love back to come back to and agree with you guys. But I promise I'll bring any more shitty beer, okay? No, we no more, no more shitty pickles, stink bone hangernades. Yeah. That was but that was a unique experience. Well, that was I'm glad we I'm a glad singular experience. Hey, Carlos wanted it, so I get it. I, I kind of I, I wish that all of our listeners could actually have I I mean, I wish we had Smell a case of that that as, we could send out to everybody. As somebody <laughs> who had heard stories about the experience of yeah. this beer for literally months mm-hmm. before I had the experience myself, everything you're imagining 
by our description, multiply it's it by worse. like 10. It's worse. It's yeah. so really much worse, worse yeah. than words can describe. It's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. We, I'm, Beers go back. I, I'm, That's the first I'm very, for us. me and Kylie both are, have become very well known for speaking in hyperbole at almost all times. And let me tell you, there has, there have been no hyperbolic statements in the description of this <laughs> it is all as accurate it, it, yeah, as it can get yeah i'm trying definitely. to be very restrained and not, yeah <laughs> look right. at you diplomatic he beer is, sucks he is don't very drink diplomatic it. um you know this has been another episode of beer in a movie we talked about atlantics senegalese grand prix winner at con we talked about inside lewin davis classic coen brothers fair also grand prix winner at too con. many beers to mention a ton of beers. What we got five or six in this episode. Yeah, That's it's a, a triple. Record. It's a record. Triple our normal uh, intake. That's because Harold was here. That yeah. was because Harold was here. Uh, <laughs> Harold Ramos. Very chef extraordinaire. Chef extraordinaire. Harold Ramos. Gang um, order savage. Yeah. <laughs> very much appreciated for you being here. Um, really, we are so excited to have you on. We've been talking about thank it. For you a while. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, appreciate being here. Thank very much. Appreciate that. A, it was a great honor for you to come and join us. Um, let us know what you thought about the movie, the beers, what what your interpretation of what Hell Yeah might possibly be like if you were to ever experience it yourself. <laughs> let us know on Twitter at Beer Movie Show. Let us know on Instagram at Beer in a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer in a Movie TX. There's a lot of fun stuff happening over there. Make sure to check that out. Lots of interactive content on Facebook, actually. Uh, Beer in a Movie Podcast.com is our home base. You can find a link to listen to this episode, which you're obviously already listening to, and a link to listen to all of our past episodes. We are in like the 70s now episode so that's a lot of content for you to I go back and listen the, to i think we crossed 150 beers this episode i think Whoa. that i think that might be true so there's a lot of content for you to go back and listen to if you haven't listened to it already and uh, i still smell that fucking wretched beer it's, it's right there that's why <laughs> yeah, it's right there. it's right in front of your face uh, if you're listening to this on apple podcast please rate review and subscribe when you subscribe that helps you stay abreast on all of the new episodes that are dropping which happen every wednesday uh, please rate and review us. That helps us out a great deal. We know you're going to give us that five-star rating, but when you review us, you tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. That helps us cater our content, our programming to what you guys want to see and what you guys like the most. Uh, so that's not only helpful for us, but it's helpful for you as well. Um, you know, this has been uh, Beer and Movie. We're This was our first full year as a podcast, 2019. Congratulations. It's been a fantastic year. We've drank a ton of beer. We've watched a ton of great movies. We've made a ton of friends in the process. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fantastic time, I'll say. Um, I really enjoy this a great deal, and I look forward to it every time that we record. Um, and we hope that you look forward to it when we drop the episodes as well. That's right. And Carlos, may I just say, everything you touch turns to shit. You're like King Midas's idiot brother. (laughs) 